Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Let's go straight to Matt Sharp. Back with us from last week, serves as General Counsel and State Government Relations National Director with Alliance Defending Freedom. Matt, we got a couple of minutes for a break, but uh, hopefully you can stay with us. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Let me say kudos and congratulations big time. I uh, sat down to watch this 70-minute hearing that went two and a half hours, and I got to tell you, uh, the CEO and President General Counsel of your fine organization, Alliance Defending Freedom, Christine Wagner, she did an absolute superb job. And so with that, Matt, as you guys have been breaking down the two and a half hours, uh, what is your flash assessment on uh, uh, how to go and where are we at this moment? Yeah, I think we were very encouraged. Kristen did an incredible job of focusing in on what it would mean to me for, for Colorado to win this case, of what it would mean for the government to have the authority to censor Lori, Jack Phillips, other artists across the country. And I think we saw from the justices questions that were very concerned about that and, and rightfully focused on what Lori does is not about the person. It's about the message. I think, as Justice Gorsuch said, it's not the who, it's the what. And so we were encouraged to see the court focus in on that, and hopefully they're going to give a strong ruling for Lori. Yeah, we'll circle back uh, where the who and the what so folks can fully understand that. This was a case, basically, in, in a broad sense, it's about free speech, even though we would look at it also as First Amendment, religious liberty, religious freedom. And the idea here is got to draw the line somewhere, and it, it's getting more and more complicated. Would you agree that why this uh, went on for two and a half hours and not 70 minutes is uh, there's a lot of implications and a lot of other situations depending on how the Supreme Court rules on this case. Talk about it because for me that's not a lawyer, man, it was hard to, to, to just kind of follow this at a couple points because uh, this is like walking a tightrope. Yeah, well, I think what the, the case really boils down to is Lori Smith serves everyone, regardless of their orientation, their identity, anything. It's just the, the messages that she's asked to create that she's not able to do. And so a lot of the court's questions were trying to parse that out. Is what's the difference between saying, I won't do a uh, wedding website, a custom wedding website for a same-sex couple versus turning away the couple. And this is what Kristen did an excellent job of focusing, that Lori would never turn away someone because of who they are, whether it's because they're a same-sex couple or uh, their race, a disability status, anything. Lori never looks at those things. Rather, as an artist, she always asks, what are you asking me to speak? What are you asking me to create? What are you asking me to to help you tell the story of on this website. And that's what determines for Lori whether she can do that specific project. And so that goes back to it's never about who's asking Lori to take on a new project, rather it's what they are asking Lori as an artist to speak and create through the website. This was, for me, it was a day of hypotheticals because, uh, boy, for two and a half hours, a good portion of that, and uh, at least for, well, less than half, but uh, when Christian was uh, there at the first part of the case, there were all sorts of situations thrown at her, including, you know, uh, black or white Santa Claus and uh, this, that, and the other. 
talk about that because I've always heard, you know, a few hypotheticals of the cases I've listened to. This one seemed to be indicative of just how far reaching this case could be once they decided. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of hypotheticals that you mentioned that tried to bring in issues of religion or race or disability. Uh, but what all of these hypotheticals come down is two things. Number one is their speech involved. And so this is why we've distinguished a situation where someone is denied a seat at a restaurant versus a situation like Lori's where it's being, being declined to, to create a custom website or, or to speak a message. If there is speech involved, then it's protected by the First Amendment, and that's something that there's a long line of cases that have upheld that principle, that no government has the power to tell any American what you must say, what you must think, what you must believe. And that's a very different thing than when we're talking about access to an essential good or service, a restaurant, a hotel, or something like that. So I think that's the first question, and, and Kristen repeatedly emphasized that, that when we're talking about something that has speech, it gets much more protection under the Constitution. And I think the second thing goes back to what we were discussing before the break is in those circumstances, are we declining a service because of who's asking, who the person is, or are we doing it because of the message being expressed? And so a lot of the hypotheticals that were being brought up were instances where it was not about the message, it was about the person. And so one of the hypotheticals dealt with sort of a, a mall Santa that would only uh, want to recreate uh, basically photos with a, a white Santa with white children. And the problem with that is it becomes about who is seeking the photo, and it's mm -hmm. about the color of the person. And what Kristen rightfully pointed out is that's a very different thing when it is a message that you're being asked to express, a, a message you're being asked to communicate, whether through a photograph or a website or a cake or anything else. And in all of the situations we're talking about, in Lori's case and Jack Phillips and our other cases that involve other artists and creatives, it's always about a message that they're being asked to create. They all serve everyone. They don't care about any personal characteristic, but they can't create all messages. As I looked at that, and again, it goes back to the main case that the, the argument was made that, look, uh, 303 Creative, they will do projects for everyone. It right. could be a straight person, could be a homosexual person, whatever. They'll do a project. But when it comes to the ceremony or being part of this ceremony, uh, that is the, the violation of the owner's closely held um, religious convictions to Christian doctrine. And uh, But I think uh, it, it was clear that the justices picked, at least the conservative justices, picked, on, picked up on that pretty early with this, uh, you know, the who and the what, because the idea is for them to try and say just because uh, two lesbian women or two gay men approached her to do some work, and she wouldn't do that. No, that wasn't the case. It was just for ceremonies. But it seems like they had to keep driving that home over and over because uh, the the ones that would like to see Colorado upheld, they wanted to try and, to keep hammering away on that. That's right. And I don't. One there was a, a great hypothetical that uh, Justice Barrett asked that I think highlighted that for Lori, for example, if Two people came to her and said, hey, we're, we're married, but we don't like our spouses. We're going to get divorces and, and uh, marry together. Would Lori do that? And Kristen said no, because that would also violate Lori's beliefs that marriage is a sacred lifelong union. 
um, and that divorce is something that Christians shouldn't be doing. And it emphasized that for Lori, it is all about that biblical view of marriage. Does the wedding websites that she custom creates for each couple to reach out to her, do they reflect that biblical understanding of marriage? And if they don't, regardless of whether it's a two people seeking a divorce or um, a same-sex marriage or anything else that doesn't align with a biblical understanding of marriage, Lori can't create that specific website. But anything else, if, if that same-sex couple came to her and said, hey, would you do a, a wedding for our small or a website for our small business? Lori would gladly do it because it's not about the person. It's about the, the thing that she's being asked to express, to promote, and to celebrate. I got to tell you, I uh, you could tell the amount of time the justices had uh, put into preparing for this because as they were reeling off these hypotheticals, uh, it was hard for me to keep up, much less I thought about myself, Matt. If I was standing there and I got that boom right now and, you know, you're expected to boom, you know, respond right away, that's where I want to bring back in Ms. Wagner because it was phenomenal how she was able to process something to even in many cases, I thought, I think rightly so unrelated, but boy, she was spot on with immediately coming back with a, with, with a firm legal uh, defense on, on uh, why that particular hypothetical may, may not uh, apply. Talk about that because she just, again, I get back to the fact that, that she just did a, a brilliant job and folks, if you don't know how it works, you go before the Supreme Court, and uh, you've got what you want to present. Now, the justices can interrupt you day in and day out. You can say, but, and doom, you got a question. Now, you can't do that, so it's not a fair matchup. Talk about that, Matt, because it is it is an interesting arena, isn't it? It very much is. Look, we, we've got nine justices that all of them are obviously incredibly brilliant and, and have really sincere questions that they're trying to understand these cases. And so uh, Kristen Wagner was up there for, I believe, over an hour, um, just one question after the other, asking these hypotheticals. But I think the two things that have really prepared Kristen for this, number one, she represented Jack Phillips five years ago to the day where his case was argued at the Supreme Court. And a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same arguments were made by the state of Colorado and Jack's case that are being made today. And so that work that Kristen put in representing Jack so many years ago, I think, has really come to fruition in, in being able to demonstrate to the court today why Lori's speech is entitled to First Amendment protection. But the second thing is our position is focused on a very important principle, that principle that it is the message that matters in all of this and that no government should have the authority to force any American to speak or believe a message that violates their beliefs. And when you start from that principle, that core idea that beyond the government's authority is the idea to tell us what we must say, what we must believe, what we can and cannot think or say when we go into business, it really makes it easy to answer a lot of these hypotheticals. Because at the end of the day, we return to that principle that everyone should be able to speak freely, that no one should ever be punished or coerced by the government to say something that they don't believe is true. And when you're guided by that principle, it makes it much easier to respond to a lot of these hypotheticals. Well, Matt Sharp, you know that as we get to this portion of the interview, um, whenever we ask the question, well, what do you think? Who's going to prevail? And you, we get the standard answer, well, da-da-da-da, but no, we don't know till we know. I do want to throw this out to you. I, I just very quickly before I came on the show, given time for some of the media outlets to respond. 
So uh, CNN, I thought I would share their headline. CNN, right now, if you go to their website, Supreme Court conservatives seem to side with website designer who doesn't want to work with same-sex couples. Now, first of all, that's misleading. We just made the case for that. It's work with same-sex couples seeking a marriage website. But nonetheless, CNN seems to think from what they saw today, uh, they think that uh, possibly the conservative uh, advantage on the court may prevail in this case. Any thoughts on that with you? Are you going to remain noncommittal? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say I, I, I hope CNN is right in their analysis. Um, this ought to be a very simple, straightforward case um, that the court simply just affirmed what it has already held before which is that the government doesn't have the power to force us to speak a message that we don't agree with. Uh, it's a principle that they started decades ago uh, involving school kids that had religious objections to saying the Pledge of Allegiance uh, because they were Jehovah's Witness. And the court there said, if there's any fixed star in our Constitution, the government can't tell you what to believe. And so just like the court rightfully said, school kids, you can't be forced to say the pledge if that violates your belief. That same principle follows through to Lori's case and others like it, to simply say this is a situation where Colorado is trying to tell Lori what she must speak and what she must believe. And that is repugnant to our Constitution, and that is why Colorado should not prevail in this case, and Lori should prevail and get a win for every American. All right. One final hypothetical before I let you go, since this is the day of hypotheticals. <laughs> so let's say the Supreme Court votes in favor for uh, 303 Creative, that she has a right to say no to these sites, implications in other situations. Uh, we know the hypothetical is that there's probably going to be uh, a de facto repeal of the Defense of Marriage Act signed by the president sooner rather than later, especially before the new term of the Congress comes in. What implications could this have? Could the, could the law that Biden is citing now, if in a few months in June this case prevail, could elements of that, could, be, could that be possibly unconstitutional to private businesses? Yeah, potentially so. If we see the federal government try and use the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, to go after people of faith, to go after religious organizations, just like that's happening in Colorado. Uh, it very well could be a win for Lori. It could be an important protection for those religious organizations that don't want to be forced to speak against their views of marriage. Um, and it could be an important protection against the misuse and abuse of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act by the federal government. So I think Lori's case has become that much more important to protect our free speech, our First Amendment rights, in light of the Respect for Marriage Act moving through Congress. Well, i tell you what, Matt Sharp. First of all, congratulations from all of us here at Salem Radio and Salem Media Group. As you know, uh, we stand with you all across the country. Uh, job well done. Thank you so much. Yourself, it's a busy day there. Folks, you got to check out their website, adflegal.org, adflegal.org. Make it one of your favorites. And this deserves a contribution to help them continue the great work they're doing because this could be a huge watershed case for all of us in terms of our religious freedom. Thank you, Mashar, for being with us. God bless you. We look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. 
Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.